morning and welcome back to Alger Assembly of God. We welcome you back into our study and into our series on habits. We spent a number of weeks and, and each week we take a look at the fact we're not looking at crushing the bad habits, although certainly there are some bad habits that probably ought not to be there, but this is a series about good habits, godly habits, biblical habits, what types of habits ought we to establish. No doubt, we've got our own patterns, our own habits. Some of you cannot function without a cup of coffee in the morning, or, or maybe a pot of coffee, right? So for some, you know, it's, it's grumpiness, it's grouchiness until that coffee is just flowing through the coffee maker, or maybe, maybe you go through the drive-thru, or maybe you, you pick something up, you know. That's a habit that's kind of a part of your life. This is not a message about coffee, but it's a message about habits. And so in our previous times together, we have looked at some of the godly and biblical habits that ought to be a part of our lives. So first of all, we took a look at prayer, that we ought to pray consistently. Then we took a look at fasting Fasting is an area that we tend to not hear a lot about or maybe uh, preach a lot about. We spent an entire message looking at the what and the why and the how of fasting and seeing that we need to fast intentionally, not accidentally, not, oops, I missed a meal, check one for me, I fasted, but to intentionally go in and fast and certainly combine that with our prayer time, and that's a part of our learning and our growing. So pray consistently, fast intentionally. We took a look at God's Word and saw that when it comes to the Bible, we ought to read daily. We've encouraged you week after week after week, get into the Word of God. Get into this good book. We've got Bible reading guides, several of them in the foyer. We've got devotionals for you, all free of charge. We've pointed out some incredible technological tools and apps for your computer, your smartphone, your tablet, ways to help us get into God's Word on a daily basis. And then last week, we took a look at how we can participate faithfully. We saw we can attend. That's what we're doing here today. We're attending. We can welcome. We can worship. We can give all aspects of participating in the house of God. If you missed any of those, you can follow up with them or revisit them or check on them on our website, algerag.com. This morning, I gave you the, the sneak peek, and so this morning we're looking at a fifth habit. What I want to speak about this morning is how to share personally. Share personally. In other words, sharing about Jesus Christ, sharing about the gospel message, sharing about hope that is found in him. I'm going to invite your attention to 1 Peter chapter 3. We'll take a look at a couple of verses of scripture that's going to help us out with this. So you get this particular time of year, we've mentioned a little bit ago in our service, we're really just about two months away from Easter. Christmas and Easter, two times of year when people are a little bit more open, a little bit more receptive, perhaps, to the things of God. So now, certainly, there's a, a lot of other things, candy and gifts and lights and eggs and trees and a lot of other things that surround 
Christmas and Easter. But as a whole, in our culture, in our society, people are a little bit more open, a little bit more receptive to some of these spiritual things. So what are we to do? How ought we to respond? I want to challenge us to share personally. Here's what the writer in 1 Peter chapter 3, we're looking at verses 15 and 16, says, that you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Sharing our faith, sharing the hope that we have, sharing about Jesus with others. So before we get into God's Word and before we kind of examine those couple of verses for some, uh, some tools and some principles, uh, let's check out a couple of other ways on how we can share Christ or witness or evangelize. Let's, let's give you the lowdown. Let's give you the skinny on evangelism. Let's take a look. Evangelism is not for the weak, all right? I should know. I wrote a whole book about it, self-published. Most Christians, they are just good for bake sales and potluck dinners. But I'm telling you this right now. It takes a lot of moxie to grab a non-believer by the shirt collar and throw him in the front doors of a church and say, hey, try living out your heathen life in front of a holy God that way. It is like holy water on a vampire. That's divine intervention, my friend. Repent for the kingdom of the Lord is nigh. Come to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, sir, it sounds like you're really passionate about Jesus. I am. Um, and you should also be. Okay. Passionate about the Lord. Sir, if there's... You need to get sanctified or chicken fried. Can we... You need to get with the Lord or drive a Ford. Sir, we... Get right or get left. I share my faith. Okay, that's a lie. People don't even know I'm a Christian. I want to. Again, another lie. I hardly shower, much less have the will to do anything else. Mm, okay. Now, if there was pizza and ice cream every time there was faith sharing, I'd do it. That's a lie. I'm lactose intolerant. Again, another lie. I'm just too cheap to buy dairy. Bottom line, sharing my faith makes me sweaty. Uh, tip number 95, um, use big church words like transubstantiation. Heathens get confused easily, and the more confused they are, the more ashamed they are. The more ashamed they are, the more apt they are to make a decision for Jesus Christ. I believe it's a responsibility, no, the privilege, no, the glorious privilege of every believer to share their faith with others. That's why I share my faith with everyone I come in contact with. Everyone, really? <laughs> yeah, everyone. How do you do that? Uh... Check out my shirt. Can't read it? Try this glove. Not working for you? How about this bracelet? No comprendo? Vistazo a estos. <laughs> Driving behind me? Read my bumper sticker. Says, it's okay if you follow close. I'm going to heaven. <laughs> oh, you're my waiter or waitress? I got a tip for you. Surprise! It's the gospel. I mean, what do you want? Money or eternity? <laughs> I also use these tracks. <laughs> so what about talking to people about your faith? I, I don't really like people, but I love Jesus. 
Scripture Mint? Hi, my name is George. And I'm Jorge. And together we're George and Jorge. Right, right. Uh, what we like to do is to take secular songs and reprogram them. Yes. The purpose is for evangelism. We like to take songs to the unbelieving world and make it believable. Right, right. Let us give you a sample right now. Hey, lost sinner, I just have to ask you, what makes you tick? What is it? You're headed to H-E-double hockey sticks. Hey, lost sinner, why don't you just give it all up to Jesus? I was a freshman in college, the first time I invited someone to church. My best buddy called me. I was working at a grocery store. I was in the back cutting carrots, and my buddy called me. And I just said, hey, do you want to go to church with me tonight? And uh, I remember his words. He said, sure, I got nothing better to do. And I went to church with him. And, you know, I went there because they were serving pizza that night. Um, I don't remember what was said. I don't remember what was sung. During the services, I remember praying for him and just asking God to please reach out and touch his heart or do something because I knew he needed Jesus. And then um, God answered my prayers. That night changed my life, September 17th, 1987. It changed my life because I realized I needed a Savior. So a variety of ways that are shared there, some of which we might do well to not follow, but we're going to check out 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, and look at a handful of principles in the balance of our time together. How can we share personally? First of all, I believe we've got to establish some spiritual priorities. Verse 15 says, we're to worship Christ as Lord. Other versions or translations might say, to set apart Christ as Lord. But it starts with a personal and an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. We've got to make sure that Jesus Christ is in us. We can't share with others what we don't have in our own life. How can I share a cookie with you if I don't have a cookie? How can I share my brownie with you if I don't have a brownie? Notice everything involves dessert and food. It's, it's almost lunchtime, right? How can we share about Jesus Christ if we don't have a personal and authentic and a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ? That's where it starts. We've got to establish the spiritual priority. Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of our lives. He doesn't just want to be a part of our life. It's not just that Sunday morning compartment of our life. He wants to be our life. That's the priority that we have. Lord and Savior. Lord means what? Master. The individual in charge overseeing our heart and our life and calling the shots. We're worshiping Him as Lord and Savior, setting Him apart. As a Christian, we've been set apart and called for a purpose. 
You know, there's certain things that maybe we have that, that have been set apart. Sometimes maybe you look in your, your wardrobe and there's, there's an outfit and you, you set it apart for something in particular. It could be special occasion. could be maybe not so special occasions. Sometimes people have kind of their, their wedding outfit or their funeral outfit or their banquet or special night outfit. It's, it's kind of set aside and reserved for a special purpose. Some people have uh, maybe china ware or, or special plates. They're put up oftentimes in a, in a china cabinet behind locked doors. Okay, maybe not on padlocks, but in, in special cabinets, and they're set up there, and they're, they're not used on a regular basis because we have everyday things. But sometimes some of those special items are brought out maybe for a special meal or for a special holiday or something. And, and so it's, it's kind of set aside or set apart for a particular purpose. In a sense, that's what you and I are. We are set apart and set aside for his purpose, his honor, his glory. But it starts with that relationship with God. If we're going to do some of the things in that video, and, and I don't recommend you following all of the things in that video, but if we are to share about Jesus, if we are to readily be ready and have this, this message of hope found in Jesus Christ to share, it's got to start with us. Has Christ truly touched our heart, changed our heart, transformed our heart, cleansed and forgiven and, and given us that brand new start? It's the spiritual priority it's Jesus first in us. We can't share with others something that we don't have. So let's make sure that he's first in our life. And then let's make sure that there's that genuine, authentic, vibrant, growing in God kind of relationship so that we can then continue to share that with others. Secondly, Along with establishing spiritual priorities, I believe we've got to then prepare for opportunities. Prepare for opportunities. We prepare for a lot of things. Some things we prepare really well. If you're going on a trip, probably have a to-do list or a packing list or a get-this-done-before-I-leave list or a get-this-done-before-I-get-back list. I mean, we, we often tend to prepare. What about sharing Christ with others? Are we prepared for some of the opportunities that might come? Verse 15 says, always be prepared to give an answer to the hope that you have. Or always be ready to explain it. Or other versions, be ready always. Are we ready? Are we prepared for what might happen and the opportunities that can come in sharing our hope and sharing our faith in Jesus Christ. Maybe we can start by asking God to, to kind of prepare our hearts, maybe seeing the lostness of those that are around us. You ever been overwhelmed at a particular point in time at the lostness of our world? or the lostness of our area or community? 
Sometimes it's, it's easy to do that on maybe a global scale. You see some of these incredible tragedies you know, worldwide, or, or you see uh, lands or nations uh, that are, are extremely far from God. And, and so sometimes on a, on a global scale, we can see that. Maybe even on a national scale, maybe we see some of the, uh, the things, some of the decisions that are being made, some of the choices that are being made. But have you stopped to see, have you stopped to, to sense our local area and community and realize there are a lot of people who don't know Jesus? I mean, there's a lot of ways you can do that. Certainly places that you go and just look, just listen, just observe. We're reminded literally day after day after day as you see Obituary after obituary after obituary. How many of these individuals who pass don't know Jesus Christ? So maybe as we're preparing for opportunities, maybe we say, God, would you begin to prepare me? Would you begin to prepare my heart to begin to beat like yours and maybe to see what it is that you see and, and see the needs around us, the, the people around us and the heart around us that need Jesus? Certainly we can pray. We can, we can pray for opportunities. We can also pray for people to hear about and to know about Jesus Christ. As we conclude this morning, I'm going to give you an opportunity to fill out an impact card. Just a, a simple card. We'll walk through it at the end. But a list of individuals for you to pray about on a daily basis. A list of individuals that you can care about on a regular basis. Find some way to do something nice for or help or just be an assistant. So there's going to be a, a prayer component, a care component, and at some point, believing that there's going to be a share component. There's going to be an opportunity. You're going to begin preparing for an opportunity to share about Jesus. The prayer is going to be a part of that. Pray for an opportunity in conversation pray for an opportunity to invite we can pray that god's going to work upon their hearts and lives maybe for some who's not in this immediate area you've got a family member a friend maybe they're in another city another state pray that god would place some individuals in their lives that they can hear about the gospel message that they would be able to accept the truth of jesus see the results are up to god we, we would love to be able to just change their heart from darkness to light, change their heart and, and, and make them accept Christ. You can't change a heart. I can't change a heart. Our job is simply to go and give them opportunity. Go and share about Jesus. Allow him to be the one to change the heart. So certainly we can pray, we can be prepared. How many of you know you might get asked some questions? How many of you, that just makes you nervous beyond all get out? That they're going to ask you something that you don't know, and your pat answer is going to be, I don't know, go talk to Pastor Mark. That's a big part sometimes of our fear is, well, what if they ask me something I don't know? Well, don't make something up. <laughs> Just tell them you don't know. 
But we can be ready. We can begin to prepare. We can begin to pray. We can begin to seek God and study his word and, and his scriptures. We can share, maybe even learn some scriptures to be able and be ready to share. There's a lot of different tools about sharing God. Probably, I'm going to say one of the oldest, but certainly one that's been around for quite a while is the Romans Road. A number of scriptures from the book of Romans that leads somebody to hear about and to understand about Jesus. No doubt you've heard it. You've probably heard it explained. Maybe you've shared it at some point. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's a, a scripture that can be shared. Every single one of us, you, me, we've all sinned. As a result, we fall short of the glory of God. Well, what does that lead to? Romans 6.23. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So we're all in sin. The wages of our sin is death. That's not good. Romans 5.8. God commends his love towards us in that while we were still sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then what ought we to do? Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if we confess with our, our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's one tool, four simple scriptures that would be able to be learned or shared or memorized. Challenges, can we learn every single verse of every single book? Maybe not. But we can understand a handful of some of these tools and a handful of some scriptures and be ready to share a few things about Jesus Christ. Be ready. Be prepared to share about Jesus. Be prepared to share about some scriptures. Be prepared to share your testimony. Your testimony is your story. We love stories. Now, keep in mind, when you tell a story about you, your testimony, it's got to be true. How many of you know people that are good storytellers? But most of what they say is not really true. It's not that kind of story. But when you're telling a story about yourself, you're saying, here's what my life was like before Christ. Here's how I came to Christ. And as a result, here's how my life has been different since. That's a real, live illustration, a real, live story about the power of God in your life. Be ready. Be, be prepared to share about that. Maybe you can add in a couple of scriptures as well. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's just, boom, hello, my name is Mark. Let me tell you my story. Sometimes it, it's in, involved in kind of connecting with somebody and, and building that opportunity to, to lead up to that, but pray and prepare and be ready. And, and when that time comes with a friend, with a coworker, with a neighbor, share. We're saying, God, prepare me. God, I'm praying for others. God, I'm, I'm preparing by looking at the scriptures. God, I'm preparing by looking at this testimony. We can use some tools. God's word, scripture, 
phones, tablets, iPads, all kinds of technology that's able to share about Jesus. There's tools, there's CDs and DVDs and websites and invites and certainly events and services at church. But if we're not, if we're not careful, the challenge becomes this. It's somebody else's job. It's the preacher's job. It is, but it's not just the preacher. Well, it's the, it's the board member's job. Well, that's a part of their job as a Christian. It's not just a board member's job. Well, it's those Sunday school teachers. They're the ones. Well, true. It's, it's really for all of us to share the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. So it's not just saying, okay, make sure that I've got a relationship with God and that priority, but it's preparing for opportunities as they come. We mentioned a couple that's coming up in April. Easter is coming. It's a time of year when people tend to be a little bit more interested in some spiritual things. So there's a, a couple of events and or services that can Come up in conversation as you pray, as you invite. For those with families, invite to the Saturday Easter egg hunt outreach. Positive, fun, Christ-centered environment. With many of you that are here and working and serving and representing Jesus. Invite them to Easter Sunday with you to hear a very clear declaration about Jesus Christ and the forgiveness that can be received from him. So those are some opportunities. Those are some tools. Those are some events and or services that can be a part of this. So establish spiritual priorities. Secondly, prepare for opportunities. Here's a third principle that we see in our text. Speak with respect. Verse 16 says, but you must do this in a gentle and respectful way. We've got to communicate certainly the truth of the gospel, but how we do it, doing that graciously, is important. It's amazing how sometimes people will, with good intentions, want to present the gospel of Jesus Christ, but with, in a sense, anger and hatred and frustration. We've got an incredible gospel message to share, but how we share it is just as important, maybe even more so, than what we share. We can have the right words. We can remember the scriptures. We can learn and memorize, but how we say it, how we share the good news of Jesus, how we share the hope with a friend or a family member, a coworker, someone in the community, the how can play as big a part, if not more so, in them maybe responding or being open or, or being ready to hear as the actual words themselves. Let's, let's balance the enthusiasm for Jesus with the tenderness and gentleness and respect for others. We can't run over them with a bulldozer and then wonder why they're not going to respond to the message of hope and want what we have in our life. Sometimes winning is not really winning. 
If we get into this big argument, we get into this big discussion, and we pull out the scriptures, and we bash them over the head, and we bash them over the head, and we bash them over the head, and we pound them into submission, we might win an argument. We might have just destroyed all hope and sensitivity towards the gospel. So it's the balance. Yes, there's a message of hope. Yes, there's a message of truth, and we stand upon that. But how we present that, how we share and communicate is important. Speak with respect. This was interesting. There is a California-based Christian marketing research company. So a Christian marketing research company that, that, well, they research and they look at people's opinions and viewpoints of various things. And they were looking at non-Christians viewpoints or perspectives of Christians. So they're looking at how does a non-Christian person view evangelical Christians. This was interesting. Here's what they found. Non-Christians in the United States view evangelical Christians, quote, somewhat more kindly than prostitutes, but with less affection than lawyers. A non-Christian's view of a Christian, they would slot them in somewhere between a prostitute and a lawyer. What is that saying? That's saying that many times the attitude and how we communicate doesn't always come off right. We might have God's word that we're standing upon, Maybe how we are trying to connect, how we're trying to share the hope isn't quite coming across as well. So a very interesting quote here. We've got good news to share. Let's be ready to share it. And let's, let's try to communicate clearly if possible. Certainly the, the challenge is how do we communicate this incredible story of God's love in a simple way. I encourage us to, to do that as simply as possible. Sometimes we can jump into some of the, the words and terms that maybe we're familiar with. If you've been a part of the church for a while, you know a lot of the terms. You know a lot of the, maybe the theological teaching terms. But maybe the average non-believer, non-Christian, they might be a little puzzled if you're talking about, well, you got to be washed in the blood. We know the truth of that statement, but it might not make sense to a non-Christian. Put it like this. Maybe you've been to the doctor, and whatever your ailment, whatever your condition, your doctor's brilliant, and he just starts or she just starts going off and, and rattling this uh, 12-syllable long, you know, recognition of what this condition is. And then I say, well, can you tell me like what that is? Oh, sure. And then they start rattling off two, three, four, five sentences and paragraphs with even bigger words. And finally, maybe you put up your hand and you say, uh, excuse me, doc. Can you, can you put it in a little easier to understand language? And the doctor will take all of this stuff that they've been learned and taught and the titles, and, and they'll say, well, what that really means is 
here's what's happening in your body. Ah, oh, I get it, Doc. I understand. Or maybe you're big into sports and you're trying to share about sports with somebody else. Just a handful of weeks ago was the Super Bowl. And some of you were, were certainly uh, interested in that. We had our little uh, competition to see who could guess the winner and, and score and everything like that. But maybe you're someone who's not into football and you're watching it with someone who is. And they're telling you about the nickel, nickel package and the dime defense and, and the defense shooting the A gap and the B gap and the C gap. And you're saying, what in the world are you talking about? And the other person just says, well, watch this person here. He's going to come through there. Okay, I got that. Breaking it down to something that's, that's easier to understand. So I would encourage us, as we're looking at the gospel of Jesus Christ, we're looking at the scriptures and the teaching, let's try to communicate clearly and present the truth of Jesus Christ in as simple of a fashion so that each one can hear and grasp and respond to the message. So we establish spiritual priorities, prepare our hearts and prepare ourselves for opportunities because we know they're going to come. Speak with respect. Finally, walk with integrity. Verse 16 says this, they will see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Now understand, we don't have to be perfect to be a Christian to share this message of hope found in Jesus. But we should be faithful. We should be consistent. People are going to see, people are going to understand that we're Christians by how we act, how we talk, how we interact with others. Many times those actions do speak louder than words. True? Nothing can hurt our witness more than behavior that dishonors Christ. Maybe you've experienced it. You're driving on the highway, and in your rearview mirror, you see this car driving like a maniac. So you kind of pull over on your side of the lane because you don't want them getting anywhere near you. They zoom up and like almost pass you standing still and then kind of slow down and then zoom right in front of you, slam on the brakes, and then exit. And, and you're about ready to, you know, you're going to smash that horn and, and, you know, give them a piece of your mind. And then you notice on the car in front of you, there's a bumper sticker that says, Jesus loves you. Now in your mind... You're thinking the one doesn't make sense with the other. Are they a Christian? If so, how they've been acting and reacting doesn't seem to make sense. It doesn't line up to me. Same thing can happen in, in our personal lives. If we lie and cheat others, are people going to want to hear this message of hope and transformation of Jesus that we've got to share? If our habits or our attitudes or our lifestyle is contrary to the word of God, is the gospel message going to truly connect with them? If we're not living faithfully according to God's word, 
Will we have credibility when it comes to speaking about God and spiritual things? Why should somebody listen to us talk about new life in Christ if they can't see new life in us? Here's the real deal. There's a whole lot of people out there who don't know Jesus and who don't know and don't have this new hope found in Jesus Christ. A lot of people who are not living for God. But chances are they've got a pretty good idea of what one living for God ought to be like. True? They might not be living it, but they got a pretty good idea of how you and I ought to be living. They don't follow what's in God's Word, but they got a pretty good idea of what's in God's Word. So when we're living, and if we're living against God's Word, and our, our life is not lining up with Him, and then we go around trying to share about Jesus and talk about Alger Assembly of God and, and, and give your life to Christ, they're going to say, the walk doesn't line up with the talk. So we've got to walk with integrity. Sharing our hope, it's more than just coming to church, although that's great. It's more than just kind of following some, some good godly things or being a part of some Christian events, although that's positive. It's walking the walk faithfully day in and day out along with being willing to talk the talk and share about Jesus and share personally what he's done in our hearts and in our lives. Share personally some scriptures from the word of God. So as, as Christians, we can do more than just sit around and wait for somebody to ask us, although chances are at times people will. I believe we can establish our spiritual priorities, make sure that Christ is number one in our lives, prepare for opportunities. God, would you prepare me? Would you prepare my heart? Help me to see the lostness around us. Help me to be ready and prepared when that opportunity comes. Give me the boldness to speak with respect and walk with integrity. <laughs> 